Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Father, bless them and keep them. Lord, you lift your face upon them, shine your faith upon them, and be gracious to them, Father. You, Lord, lift your countenance over them and give them peace so that they will put your name on their children. And you shall bless your children. Today we believe the blessing of God shall be upon your people, and the word of God shall set them free. We know, Lord, that the truth that we hear and practice shall set us free. We realize, Father, that your people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. Therefore, we want to receive the. Mystery and the knowledge of heaven together. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Today we will continue to learn about a spirit-led life again. Today I come to the fourth chapter. Now we have all together about twelve chapters. This is just not even half of what we need to learn. One thing about a Christian walk is that even though we Heard some subject, or we heard something. It doesn't mean that we have arrived. It doesn't mean that we are the best. We heard about spirit-led life. We still have a long way to go to develop and to improve and to be more, more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Not only that, certain subject are new to us, and we need to embrace the biblical. Truth, so that we can walk in them and we can have victory. Spirit-led living is one of the subject in the Bible, and it is written in the Bible. The Bible never says we are led by angels. The Bible says we are led by the Spirit. The Bible never says we are led by feelings or led by our intellect. We are led by the Spirit of God. Roman chapter eight verse fourteen, the Bible say, "For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God." The Bible say, "If we are real children of God, we shall be led by the Spirit of God." And we can see that example in the life of the servant of God in the Bible: Moses, Abraham, Jesus Christ, King David, and even in the early church. If you read the book of Acts carefully, the disciple in the early church were led by the Spirit. The Spirit of God got involved with them in their daily affair of life, in their ministry. We should call the book of Acts the Acts of the Holy Spirit, not the Acts of human. The Acts of the Holy Spirit. They really know the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit spoke to them, told them what to do. Not to do, where to go, not to go, and even in Acts chapter 15, verse 28, the Bible say, "For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us 
to lay no greater burden on you than these few requirements. Should we say the same thing in the 21st century church? That it is good to the Holy Spirit that we do this and don't do that and go there and not go there. We need to consult with the Holy Spirit in everything we do. That's why the church should welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit and encourage the members to be filled with the Holy Spirit and with the fire of God. We should allow the Holy Spirit to be involved with us in our day-to-day living, in our operation, and in my operation as well in the surgery. During the performing surgery, I will listen to the Holy Spirit constantly, and I heard the Holy Spirit telling me, go right, go left, go up and down. Go here, do this and do that all the time. He is involved in my surgery 24-7. Anytime, any kind of surgery, I will allow him to be involved. But to be led by the Holy Spirit does not happen by accident. It's not going to happen like that. You need to play a part in allowing him to get involved with you. You need to allow him to lead you. You need to allow him to guide you and direct you in every single step. And after you live that kind of lifestyle, you are being led by the Spirit all the time, one day you're going to come to the point of thinking, wow, I really feel sorry for those people who don't have the Holy Spirit. I really feel sorry for those who don't know how to be led by the Holy Spirit because it's so awesome. It's so wonderful to be led by the Holy Spirit all the time. It's so good that He leads me to the right place at the right time. That He leads me to meet the right people and doing the right business. He leads me to make the right investment. He will help me in everything. Wow, I feel really sorry for Christians who don't know how to be led by the Holy Spirit. If you notice, many Christians, their life mess up. They get into the wrong problem, wrong thing. They make mistakes after mistake. They waste their money away. They waste their time away. They get frustrated. And some of them very depressed because they never allow the Holy Spirit to lead them. My dear brother and sister, being led by the Spirit of God can save your life and save your money and your time. Big time. Have you ever seen people get involved in a car accident? I see all the time because I'm a doctor. People came in every day. I was in the office. Somebody showed up with a car accident. And sometimes the car accident happened because some drunk driver hit you. But it will be more sad if you get into the car accident because you went to the wrong place at the wrong timing, and it's your fault because you did not listen to the Holy Spirit. My dear brother and sister, the Spirit of God may tell you you are in a hurry to go to a meeting, and the Spirit of God tell you, sit there another 10 minutes. Don't leave yet. Wait. And you may argue with the Holy Spirit in your heart here that, no, I'm in a hurry. I need to go right now. Why you tell me to wait 10 more minutes? And you listen to him. Later on, you find out 
if you got there 10 minutes earlier, you will be involved in the car accident, and you might have been gone. You might have been dead. But because you listened to him and you waited 10 minutes, you were not killed in the accident. So that's why we need to be led by the Holy Spirit all the time. You should check with him all the time. He may say to you, don't go now, don't go there, go there, stay here, buy this, don't buy that, sell this. This is what you need to do. He's going to lead you all the time so that you can miss big problems. You can get out of a mess because the Holy Spirit loves you and He wants to guide you to the super abundant life, not to death, not to destruction and problems. There are many things in our life on earth here that can cause damage to us. How many people agree? Either the natural calamity or some bad guy want to sue us or something. So things on earth can damage us. But if we listen to the Holy Spirit, we will be saved from or spared from those bad things in a big way. I shared this story with you many times already. One day, many years ago, this is maybe 18 years ago or something, I was sitting at home and the emergency room at Overlake Hospital called me up, paged me because I was on call. And the doctor said there is a lady here who became polarized from the chest down after two hours of being sitting here. Could you please come in to see this patient? Because the MRI showed this and that and that. And I have two choices, go and take care of that patient. Yes, I may get some paycheck because I take care of the patient. I can send bill. But it's so obvious to me, I heard the Holy Spirit, don't go. Send this patient to University of Washington. And I argue with the Holy Spirit, why? Why I have to do that? I can take care of this. Not a big deal. I can perform surgery. And God confirmed again. Don't get involved. So I told the emergency room doctor, I cannot handle this. Could you please send this patient to University of Washington or Harborview Hospital? Two years later, I got a letter from a lawyer. This woman sued everyone at the Overlake Hospital. Everybody. Except me. And the lawyer just wanted to interview me. What happened that day? That's it. I did not get involved in a lawsuit. Whew. Thank God that I listen and follow the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, I would be standing in the court and getting involved with the lawsuit. My dear brother and sister, people can be led by different things. This is the fact of life. Some people are led by intellect. They think that they are very smart. They can study. They can go into Google and learn and know a lot of things. They can have understanding because they're so smart. But my dear brother, sister, no matter how smart you are, you are not as smart as God. No matter how much you know, you don't know as much as God knows. So you need to understand that there's somebody in your life who's a greater one here. His name is the Holy Spirit. Is smarter than you. No more than you. Your smartness Compared to him, you are just a kindergarten. Your ability to think and evaluate and analyze 
compared to heaven is like heaven and earth. You are much lower than him. So we need to humble ourselves and say, "Yes, I can Google and study everything, and I know and understand. But eventually, I will be led by the Spirit of the Living God." Amen. So don't think that you are so smart. We need help. Everyone say we need help. I need help. Amen. Even as a surgeon like me, I need help all the time. When I look at the X-ray, when I talk to my patient, the Holy Spirit will te- speak to me. Do that. Do this. This is a problem. That's why I was able to help so many patients who suffer for 14 years, 15 years after they went around to see many doctors, and all the doctors say nothing can help, nothing can be done. But when they show up, the Holy Spirit told me, "Look at that. This is the problem," because He know more than the doctor. He is a great, greatest physician. We need the help of the Holy Spirit in everything we do in our life. How many people admit that we are not smart enough? I'm not smart enough. I need the Holy Spirit. Many Christians are head-led. They are led by their head. They always check with their head, but they are not checking with the Holy Spirit. They depend on their vast knowledge, their intellect. Their ability to analyze and think. Some Christians are led by money. If big money, who I go do that. And we should not be led by money. We should not be led by reasoning either. Human reasoning. We should not be led by feelings and pressure of life. We should not let anybody to manipulate us what to do. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit if we don't want to get into a big trouble. The Holy Spirit is the best helper, counselor, comforter that you can have inside your life. The Holy Spirit can lead you in your own spirit. Everyone, point to your spirit here. In your own spirit, the Holy Spirit work with your spirit on the inside. He dwells in your spirit. Our being, human being, have the body, the soul, and the spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives inside our spirit here. Therefore, we need to learn how to be a spiritual Christian. The Bible talks about carnal Christians and spiritual Christian. What does it mean, carnal Christian? Carnal means flesh. The Christian who are led by the flesh, by the Intellect by what they see, by what they feel, we should not be carnal Christians or follow the carnality of the sinful nature. But spiritual Christian doesn't mean religious Christian. Oh man, and act very religious. No, no. Spiritual Christian means a man or a woman who knows God and led by the Spirit on the inside here. Or follow the Holy Spirit in their spirit. You need to be spiritual people. Sometimes we focus on how big the muscle is, how beautiful the person is, how nice the car is. These all carnal thing. We should be sensitive to the spiritual world. We should be aware of our own spirit. Listen to our own spirit, because that's where the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. In our spirit, spiritual Christian, we should develop the muscle of our spirit. 
not just this muscle. We should develop. And that's why we come to church to hear the message. We listen to teaching in the car, listen to the CD, YouTube, or podcast, and we get lay hand on. We get the Holy Spirit touch us to build up the strength of sensitivity of our spirit to the things of the spiritual world. We need to develop. That's why our church don't want to do we call entertainment church service. Just to come and please your flesh, make you feel good, nice, so that you can like this church. No, my job is to train your spiritual life. My job is not to please your flesh. That's why we worship for 40 minutes to build up your spirit, to be connected to God. Amen? If I try to build your flesh, I am sinning against God. My job as a pastor is to train you spiritually. Because if your spirit prospers, the rest all prosper. In 3 John, say that if you prosper in your soul, or in your spirit, you're going to prosper in your physical body and in other things. That's why we need to develop our spirit. Now, in order to be led by the spirit, you need to learn something. Life is bombarded by many problems, by many obstacles. And if you are not careful, allow your spirit to focus on the problems and obstacles and all the distraction. If you keep doing that, what happened? Your spirit will always get blocked, will get discouraged. It will be bothered and weak because you keep focusing on the problems. This is the way you should live. When you see the problem, don't focus on the problem. You recognize the problem, but suddenly you build up your spirit on the inside of you. Focus on the Holy Spirit. Focus on the strength of the spirit, of your spirit. Hook up to the Holy Spirit, and then the Holy Spirit will tell you what to do, how to resolve the problem. And the Holy Spirit will perform miracles to get you out of that problem. If you keep focusing on the problem, you will never get out because your spirit will get weaker and weaker and weaker. But if you develop your spirit to be strong by worshiping, praying, talking to God, listening to God, Eventually, you're going to have victory. One of the ways that God gave to every Christian, but God will not force every Christian to do it, is speaking in tongues or praying in the Spirit. Look at Romans chapter 8, verses 26 to 27. No, I know I'm teaching you something spiritual today, and, but this is important to you. So too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit, the Holy Spirit Himself, goes to meet our supplication and pleads on our behalf. With unspeakable journeys and groanings too deep for utterance. And He who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit, what His intent is. Because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. My dear brother and sister, we should not get rid of our mind. We still need to think. We need to evaluate, analyze, receive information. God never forces 
to just be spiritual. God still allow us to use our soul, our will, our thinking. But at the same time, we need to hook up to the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to help us. In this situation, when you don't know what to pray, who can help you to pray? The Holy Spirit. You don't know what to say in English. You don't know what to say in Mandarin or in Indonesian. What are you going to pray? You pray in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will pray through you. And what He prays through your mouth in His language will be perfectly in God's will. And it will be very powerful. Why? Because you have that privilege to talk to God according to His perfect will. And that prayer will get the solution. I read about a story of a husband and wife whose daughter went to Africa and one day God woke them up in the middle of the night and said, your daughter is in trouble. But at that time, there is no text message, no email, nothing. This is like in 18th century. So they did not know what happened to their daughter, but actually the daughter got infected by a fatal disease in Africa, dying in the hospital. So they did not know what to do. They knelt down together and prayed in tongue. Prayed in tongue all night. When the dawn came, they laughed in the Holy Ghost because they have the victory. And the daughter got healed instantly in Africa at the same hour, the same minute. They laughed in the Holy Ghost. The daughter got healed. Because God the Father knew what was going on with the daughter, and they pray in the Spirit for their daughter. Amen? So sometimes you don't know what to pray. What do you do? You pray in the Spirit. Yes, you use your mind to pray in English. Yes, you use your mind to pray in Mandarin. But if you don't really know what to do, you just pray in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows everything. The Holy Spirit knows how to help you to pray. According to the will of the Father. You may not have a clue what to say, but He knows what to say. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Pastor Da told me that she taught about speaking in tongue in her lady care group. And the member asked her, Oh, you know, I don't want to speak in tongue because I don't understand. It's just like a waste of time to speak in tongue, to pray in tongue. I, I just feel like I just sit there, speak in tongue. I don't understand. And Pastor Da answered, according to the Bible, when you pray in tongue, you don't talk to yourself. You talk to God. You don't need to understand. He understands you. We just keep speaking, praying in tongue, and He understands you. Amen. So anytime you pray in tongue or you speak in tongue, you don't speak to man, but you speak to God. And then the Bible continues to say, for no one understands him. This is why it's about faith. When we pray in tongue, we are praying by faith that God understands, God hears, and God will do what he say by the Holy Spirit. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mystery. I love that one. How many people want to know the mysteries of God? I want to know the mysteries of God. So many things that God knows and we don't know. God knows everything. 
And when we pray in tongue, the Bible says we speak mystery, the thing that our own intellect and our head and our mind cannot understand, cannot perceive. But what happened? This is a good part. When you pray in tongue, you don't understand, and you kind of okay pray by faith. But at the same time, the devil doesn't understand. So because the devil doesn't know what you're talking about, only God knows what you're talking about. Then the devil cannot stop it. The devil cannot do anything about it because he just confused to what are you talking about. He doesn't understand. But if you pray in English or in your own mother tongue language, the devil hurt at the same time, and he will try to resist you. He will try to send things to come against you because he know what you plan to do. He knows what are you doing. So it's good to pray in tongue. The devil will not understand you. Amen. How many people promise God you're going to pray in tongue more? How many of you never been filled or baptized with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongue? How many of you never been filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongue? Never. Oh, wow. Do you want to receive today? Can I pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongue? God never forced you though. You need to ask Him and and. Really want to receive from him, amen. So, when God speaks to us, the Holy Spirit leads us. He speaks and leads us inside our spirit. Here, many times the Bible called the spirit the word heart, H-E-A-R-T. The word heart in the Bible doesn't mean cardiac organ. Here, the heart that pump the blood. When you talk to the doctor, when you say the heart, they think about the cardiac organ, the heart that pump blood to the brain. But the Bible, the word heart is the core part of our life. That is our spirit. Proverbs chapter three verse five. Listen carefully. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your spirit, with all your heart, and lean not. Or not depend on your own understanding. You may be so smart, you may have all the knowledge, but still God say, trust in the Lord with all your spirit, and do not lean or depend on your own understanding. We should be led by the Spirit of God 24/7. Every decision we make. Everything we want to do, consult with the Holy Spirit. Depend on the Holy Spirit, and you know what happened? Amazing things gonna happen to you. Wow, I got a good deal. Wow, I got a good job. I get a promotion. When the Lord speak to you to say like this to your boss, your boss look at you. Oh, I can give you five percent raise. Oh, you just. Speak to your customer, and suddenly your customer say, "No, I don't want to go back to that shop. I'm gonna buy from you." Oh, you speak to your children, and they're so rebellious. And then you speak the word from God. Suddenly they say, "Okay, Dad, I do it," because you follow the Holy Spirit. You're gonna have amazing result when you follow the Holy Spirit. You're gonna have victory all the time, fruitfulness, prosperity. And peace and all the good things because you are following the Holy Spirit 24/7. And then some of your friend may say, "Oh, 
you are so smart, you are so good. Wow, why you do like all this thing? Why you always have good luck? And you will reply to your friend or your relative. No, it's not a good luck. Not that I'm smart, but because I have the greater one on the inside of me. I know him. I am aware of him. He is good. He is my helper. He lead me. He tell me what to do. I go where he tell me to go. He, I will not go where he tell me not to go. Oh, I'm not that smart. I'm not in a good luck business. I am in the spirit business. I follow the Holy Spirit who is on the inside of me. And sometimes, friend, I ask God for something. He doesn't tell me today. He doesn't tell me the next day. But five days later, He tells me. So when you want to listen to the Holy Spirit, don't force Him to tell you right away. You need to wait, rest in the Lord, and wait to see when He's going to tell you. Okay, don't be in a hurry. The Holy Spirit knows what He is doing. The Holy Spirit never leaves you. He never departs from you. He is with you and in you for eternity. He will never leave you alone. He is with you all the time. He will teach you, lead you, guide you, help you to go to the right place at the right time and meet the right people. Therefore, we should stay hooked up to the Holy Spirit all the time and allow Him to lead us all the time. What to do, what not to do, what to sell, not to sell, what to buy. Don't do that. Don't do this. In fact, while I'm preparing, writing this lesson, the Lord spoke to me. You heard the word, the blessing of Abraham. Is that right? The blessing of Abraham. God wants to bless His people. God wants to bless you and keep you. God wants to shower His grace upon you. He is a good God. But one of the ways that God blesses is to lead us by His Spirit. Being led by the Spirit is a part of the blessing of Abraham. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 3 that the blessing of Abraham come upon you by the Spirit. The Spirit of God will lead you to give you success, to prosper you, to do many things in your life that you can prosper. Amen? The leading of the Holy Spirit is a part of the blessing of Abraham. Now listen carefully. The leading of the Holy Spirit is not for selfish people. I know I'm pretty strong in this word. The leading of the Holy Spirit is not for selfish people and arrogant people. The leading of the Holy Spirit is for people who love God, live for the kingdom of God, generous to the kingdom of God, because He wants to use His people to be the tunnel or to be the Vessel to flow the blessing from inside and go out to touch other people. If you are in the business of building your own self, my name, my money, my home, me, 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 God will not guide you to the right place and the right location, right timing. Because if He does that to you, you will abuse it. God doesn't want us to abuse anything from heaven. Therefore, to be guided by the Holy Spirit is for people who love God, who live for God, who build the kingdom of God. People 
sometime email me or send me the message in the YouTube. Oh, pastor, how can I be led by the Spirit like you? How can I hear the voice of the Spirit? Very simple. Because 1985, I knelt down in Green Lake area in Seattle. And I say, God, I gave my life to you. From now on, everything in my life is for you. I'm going to live for the kingdom. I will live my life for you. Since that day on, I began to hear the leading of the Holy Spirit every day. Because the leading of the Holy Spirit is for people who are kingdom-oriented mentality, not for selfish people. Amen? How many people want to be led by the Spirit? How many people admit that to, to be led by the Holy Spirit is the blessing? The blessing to save your life, save your money, save your relationship, everything. So we need to stay close to the Holy Spirit, have the kingdom mindset. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. I will continue a little bit and continue next Sunday. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. This scripture talks about the Trinity. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Father, and the Spirit. And the Apostle Paul wrote something very profound in this scripture. When we talk about God the Father, we think about His love. He loves us. That's why He sent Jesus to us. Is that right? That's why He gave reins to the unjust and the just. That's why He created so beautiful flower. Because He loved me. He moved my house to another place and helped me to find my wife in that place. Because He loved me, my wife walked in front of my house on that day and I found her. I found my wife because the Father loves me. And talking about the grace of the Holy Spirit, we deserve to be punished. We deserve to be sick. We deserve to die. We deserve to go to hell. But because of the grace of Jesus, He went to the whipping post. But by His stripe, we are healed. He went to the cross, shed His blood, became poor so that we might be rich. He was carrying our death and our sin so that we can be the righteousness of God and so that we can have life. He was rejected by the Father so that we can be accepted by the Father. And that is the grace of Jesus. We did not deserve what He did on the cross and at the whipping post. But Apostle Paul used this term for the Holy Spirit. Communion with the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Father showed love to us. Jesus gave grace to us. But how we relate to the Holy Spirit? Communion, fellowship, aware of His presence, talk to Him, fellowship with Him, listen to Him, let Him help you, let Him lead you and guide you. He is a person, He is not an object, He's not a chair, a piano. He can fellowship with you and me. You can talk to Him and He can talk to you. He is a knowable person. You can get to know him just like you get to know Pastor Da. You can really know him personally. 
and walk with him every single day. He is your helper. He can help you everywhere you go. You cannot get away from him because he is everywhere. He is omnipresent. You can run away from here to Los Angeles. He's still there. You can run away from here to Timbuktu. He's still there. He is everywhere. He is with you when you get into the airplane. He is with you when you step out from the airplane. He is with you. He is with you everywhere. He is with me in the surgery during the operation. I can talk to him and fellowship with him all the time. But why so many Christians don't talk to the Holy Spirit, or not even care about being led by the Holy Spirit? John chapter fourteen verse seventeen, and I will stop here. The Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither see him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. The world, and including the worldly Christian, don't want to talk to the Holy Spirit because they never see him and they never recognize him. So they just run their own life. They never talk to the Holy Spirit. They never care about the Holy Spirit. This church, I pray, will be spirit-led church. Members of this church will know the Holy Spirit personally. The members of this church will have a deep communion with the Holy Spirit. Amen. The members of this church will go higher and higher. Will go to prosperity, divine health, go on higher in the mountain of God. Will experience the blessing of Abraham, experience victory and triumph, and power, and authority on this earth. They will know what to do. They will not get confused. They know where to go. They are led by the Spirit of God 24-7. Their communion with the Holy Spirit so deep, so much in connection with the Holy Spirit. That is my prayer, and that is my desire for the members of the New Hope International Church. Because I loved you, my dear brothers and sisters. The reason I teach you this thing, because I believe that this is one of the key to live a victorious life on earth. The key is to know the Holy Spirit, to be led by the Holy Spirit, to be aware of the Holy Spirit, to respect the Holy Spirit, to have communion with the Holy Spirit, and your life will never be the same. Amen. I'm teaching you the key. I don't go, go around the bush. I just give you the key because I loved you. I want you to be successful. I want you to be victorious on this earth. Next time, we're going to learn more. I just went to half of the chapter about being led by the Holy Spirit here. This chapter four. Next time, we're going to learn that God has feelings. God has emotion. And how we gonna relate the emotion with God, and what should we do when we have some strong emotion? What God does when He has strong emotion? We're gonna look together and learn how to follow the Holy Spirit next Sunday. Amen. So if you can come back, please learn the second part of this chapter. Amen. 
Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching all of us how to be led by the Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, please help members of this church to be spiritual people, to know the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They will not just come to church to be entertained, to fulfill their religious commitment, but they will be trained, they will be filled, they will grow and develop their life to be stronger disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father. We thank you, Father, for sending your Holy Spirit into our life, the greater one, the helper, the counselor. Oh, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to train me and the members of this church to be led by the Holy Spirit 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Help us not to be led by our intellect, by our head, by our emotions and feeling and money and pressure of life. But we're going to stay in the course to follow the Spirit of the living God. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I would like to encourage all of you, if you don't know Jesus Christ, I want to ask you to come to know Him and give your life to Him. You know, as a neurosurgeon, I know that there is God. How many people have smartphone? Raise your hand up. How many people have smartphone? Okay. I have smartphone. How many people have iPad? Okay. You think the smartphone can happen by accident? It just one day pop on the table. Wow, smartphone. It's just pop up by accident. No. There must be a designer, a very intelligent person who designed a smartphone and improved from iPhone 6 to iPhone 7. And every year they produce more so you can pay more money. They're very smart. They keep the technology for two years later so that they can sell more. Somebody smart enough to get money from you and smart enough to produce smartphone. My dear brother and sister, if you open the skull and look at the brain of a person, your brain is much more complex than smartphone. Your heart, your lungs, your liver. If you use the microscope and to look at your body, the organs of your body are much more complex, much more complicated than smartphone and airplane. There must be the high intellectual person up there who decides you. And the Bible call him Jehovah, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The reason I believe in this God, I used to worship other gods. I used to worship Buddha, worship all kind of gods, the Chinese god, a woman Chinese god. I used to worship monkey god. I used to worship elephant god because I was growing up in Thailand. I worship God with eight hands, eight hands from India. But one thing that I noticed that the God of the Bible is so different from other God is this. Two things. The God of the Bible is full of love. Two, the God of the Bible is holy. Never sin. Other gods sin. Make mistake. Do wrong thing. Jealousy. Hatred. 
kill people. But the God of the Bible is love and holy. That's why if we're gonna choose God, I rather choose a holy God and a loving God. Amen. There are many gods out there, but they are not holy, and they're not loving. They don't care about you. They say, "Go help yourself." But God loves us. He sent Jesus to die for us. And when Jesus was walking on earth, Jesus never sinned even one time. He is the holy, righteous God. I want to worship that kind of God. I want to encourage you. No question, you did not come from monkey. You were not here on earth by accident. Somebody designed you, and His name is God. Now you have to choose between the monkey God, the elephant God, the God with the eight hands. Or you're gonna choose the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who is loving and holy. I follow the holy God. Amen. How many people want to follow the holy God? He is the owner of heaven. He is the owner of this universe. If you follow him, he will help you. Amen. And he sent his spirit, his name, Holy Spirit, into your life. He's gonna send Holy Spirit into your life. Amen. If you want to do that, just pray with me. Bow your heads, close your eyes, and pray to God with me. Follow my prayer one sentence at a time. Father in heaven, the loving God, the holy God, the God who created heavens and earth. Lord, I give my life to you. I believe in you. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus Christ into this world to show me who you are, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for dying for me, paying the price of sin for me. Lord Jesus, come into my life to be my God. I want to be loving like you. I want to be holy like you. I repent of my sin. Help me, Lord. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Burn all the bad things in my life by the fire of God. Heal me. Anoint me. Empower me, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I like to lay hand and pray for people. This month we have lunch next Sunday, so we today we have some time. I like to read the scripture a little bit here before I lay hand. In Acts chapter two, verses one to four, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. When God shows up, sometimes it's pretty noisy because people have reaction to the presence of God. 
and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit enabled them. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together. When God moved, there might be some sound. People speak in tongue out loud. People may cry. People may laugh. People may get drunk in the Holy Spirit. If we allow the Holy Spirit to touch people, there will be some noise, some voice in the meeting. Amen. That is okay, because that happened in the Book of Acts as well. So today, if you never been filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongue, but you are a born again person, I will pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I was filled with the Holy Spirit in 1983, speaking in tongue the first time, 1983, 33 years ago. 33 years ago, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. If you want God to touch you, the Holy Spirit to touch you to make you more sensitive to the Holy Spirit, I pray for you too. It's like a surgery. Practice medicine. Practice surgery. The more I practice, the better I am. Today, I can perform surgery better than 20 years ago because I practice, practice. Practice. Do again and again and again. The same thing with the spiritual thing. The more you practice, the more you come into the presence of God to be lay hand on, to be touched by God. You're gonna be more and more sensitive to the Holy Spirit, and you can hook up to the Holy Spirit quicker and deeper because you practice the presence of God. For me, I practice medicine. But in the church, we practice the presence of God. We allow people to come into the presence of God and learn how to be hooked up to the presence of God. Amen. The Holy Spirit will touch you, may heal you, deliver you, do whatever He wants. He wants to bring heaven into your life. He brings the blessing of Abraham into your life. Amen. So I will not force you. If you want me to pray for you, I will be here to pray for you. Amen. The archer will guide you what to do. Thank you, Jesus. Right, let me stand up and thank God together. Father, we thank you so much for your word today. We thank you, Lord, for this church. We thank you, Lord, for your love, your faithfulness. Today, Father, we are so thankful. As they go home today. Or go to do that business, Lord. I pray, Father, that Your grace will be upon them, and You shall guide them and help them, Lord. Show them Your mystery. Help them to understand the things of heaven, Father. We bless them, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you. Thank you, Jesus. You promise, Lord, that in the end time, you shall pour out your Holy Spirit upon all flesh.
young men and young women, old men and old women, shall see dreams and vision, shall experience, Lord, open heaven. O oh Lord, fill their life with Your Holy Spirit. Touch them with Your fire. Lord, as they are hungry, and open their heart to receive. Lord, they shall be filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For those who never been filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongue, follow my prayer. Father in heaven, pour out your Spirit upon me. Fill me, Lord. With your Holy Spirit, give me the heavenly language. I shall cooperate with you, Lord. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! Filter with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Filter, fill him with the Holy Spirit. Fill him with the Holy Spirit, with the fire. Filled, filled. Darkness go. The light of God comes. Fire, fire. Filled with the Holy Spirit. More fire! More fire! Yeah, go ahead and speak in tongue. Go ahead and speak in tongue. Speak it loud, loud. Yes, Lord. Fire! Fire! Be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Filled <laughs> with the Holy Spirit. Filled. With the Holy Spirit, yes, Lord, filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. More grace, <laughs> more grace, fire, more grace. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. Yeah. Go ahead and laugh. <laughs> yeah. Fire. 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 Shukodaika sketriyalapa kaskidaba. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled. Fire. Fire. Kushkadraba. By faith, open your mouth and speak in tongue, sister. By faith, just go for it, and then God gonna give you the tongue language. Shikatriyala kaskatriyala papa, shukoriyala kaskitraba. Filled, filled. Fire, filled. Fire. Fire. <laughs> Fill with the Holy Spirit. 
filled with the Holy Spirit. Fire! The Lord said to you, from today on, you will be more sensitive to me, to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Your life will never be the same. Today is your day, said the Lord. Fire! 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 Yes, Lord. Filled. Thank you, Jesus. Fire. Filled. In the name of Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.